Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Join me for these next few episodes as I share about pressure that prepares. This is our time in the ordinary of our everyday. Where pressure is coming, we must allow him to use that pressure currently to prepare us for mighty days of pressure that are to come. We will not escape pressure, but we also don't have to be controlled by that pressure. So, take a listen, and I pray that these episodes will serve your life with Him and prepare you for the days to come. I love you all. What are some of the major pressure points of your life? I think for most people, it comes through relationships, whether that's what others expect of you, what others may desire and want with you, what they want to see come from you. Say they have certain dreams and expectations for you. Now that can be different when it comes from parents to children uh, than it is maybe (laughs) as a boss to those who work uh, with them or under them. So those levels of what others expect from you, their dreams for you, what you've always done. But when you are maturing and when you are growing, it is good that in times past you may have relied more and more upon family, friends, leaders. But God is always going to be bringing you closer to Him. And you have to ask yourself, who do I really listen to? So I asked you, where do your major pressure points come from? Is it in relationships? And now I'm asking, who do you actually listen to? You know, you can gather up all the advice and all the processing, all the opinions of anybody you want. And you can either leave them outside of the secret place or you can take them in with you. But when you go in to the secret place, God's going to sift through everything else that others have said, and he's going to draw you to himself. He is going to, at times, tell you, be careful, be careful who and what you are listening to. Because in Mark 4, Jesus said it's the amount of thought and study and meditation that you give back to what you're hearing that determines how much fruit it's really going to bear in your life. So if you've been listening to relationships from your past and that brings a lot of pressure to you, what would my parents think? What would my friends think? What will my spouse think? What will my leadership think? And that weighs heavily upon you and you give a lot of thought and study and meditation back to what has been said, then their words are going to produce quite a bit in you. It's true that in that scripture, Mark 4, it's within the parable 
uh, and the context, the parable of the seed of the word. What are you listening to? Is it God's written word and is it his voice? When you get into the secret place with him, especially at pressure moments, um, at decision time, uh, when it's time to transition and to shift, and much of that can just be internally. It doesn't mean that you're just making geographic changes or job changes. It's really more about what's happening inside of you. Is what are you giving lots of thought and study and meditation to? The words and actions of others? Are you attempting to read into what's happening and figure out what's happening? And for those of us that survived by the use of our mental muscle, uh, we would go into our minds and we would escape that way. We would try to figure out everything. We would try to get everything in its own box. It's very easy at pressure moments and at pressure points to revert back to that. It's what they used to call analysis paralysis, where you just overthink and overthink and overthink. And if this, what Jesus said, is true, and of course it is, that how much thought and study you give back to what you're hearing is uh, what determines how much uh, that takes root in your life and bears fruit. So, obviously, my encouragement to you is going to be at pressure points, especially within relationships where our affections um, oftentimes are still in flux. Uh, God maybe isn't fully in first place in every relationship, but he's bringing you there. He's bringing you to that place of wholehearted allegiance to him. Uh, with a full heart of devotion. That's how Jesus lived. Whether Jesus was talking to friend or foe or family, everything, everything came back to, well, this is what my Father is saying to me. So I have to imagine that Jesus gave a lot of thought and meditation and reflection back to what he and the Father had talked about. And it went very, very deeply from spirit to soul to body. And the words of the Father are what uh, Jesus lived on. That's what he told Satan in the midst of the pressure point in the wilderness. When Satan said, just turn these stones into bread, Jesus said, that's okay. I'll just live off every word that comes out of my Father's mouth. I'm going to stay with him and his word. And that total dependency in those moments and many others in his life is what caused him to finish his course and to bring you and I to total salvation and back to the Father. These things do matter. It does matter what happens in those pressure moments, in the heat of the moment. And so who are you listening to? Go to Mark 4. I am roughly thinking that it is about verses 23 through 27, um, and read that in the Amplified Classic, and you will see what Jesus is encouraging there. You know, if you want 30, 60, or 100-fold, well then, what are you giving, and how much time are you giving 
to what is being said. The seed of God's word is not just words on a page. It's words that have come from God himself to you. And they will come by the spirit and by the word. That the word is not meant to just be dry and have none of the spirit upon it. They are words of spirit and life. Nor is it meant to be spirit where there is no connection to the word of God. It is both. And it's in the downtimes, if you will, of what we're doing when we're not under pressure that is going to have everything to do with what you do when you're under pressure. So I've oftentimes said this statement, and I'll repeat it again. Studying for the test is not the same as taking the test. When you are studying for the test, you have your books in front of you, and you are committing certain things uh, to memory. You are reviewing and you are repeating and you're giving lots of thought to it. But then there comes that moment when it's time to take the test and everything else is set aside. And as they would say, you know, pencils up, it's time. And then you're drawing from all the study that you had done. And my friends, we have many tests that are coming. They're going to be still surrounded with pressure. The world system loves to squeeze and conform and press that if you don't do this, we will cancel you, we will kill you, we will destroy you, we will isolate you, we will polarize you. We will mock you. We will ridicule you. Now, the shame is is that when that world system is operative within the church or relationships that are near and dear to us. So remember, that system isn't just, you know, some, you know, six people who are trying to, you know, bring in some one world government. That system operates within our own flesh, within our own skin. And yes, it does operate within world systems and governments, yes. But most of us will never be able to pass the test of loyalty and life um, in those larger things if we haven't allowed him to bring us under his presence and into his presence Uh, when pressure comes. It's not so that we can hide and cower. It's so that the very life of Jesus within us can be developed for those pressure moments, that we begin to break more towards the spirit than towards the flesh. I think I did a podcast on here long, long time ago called Panic Room or Presence Room, something along those lines. So if you think about a panic room, if you've ever seen a movie where, and usually it's a wealthy person who has built in a panic room within their home so that when danger comes or threat, uh, they are able to run immediately into that panic room. They've got everything they need in there. They hit the button. Everything closes up around them, and they're able to stay in there and still communicate and maybe have some food and rations and different things and security screens so that they can watch what's happening in their house. And this is where they run when they are in danger. 
And many of us, without realizing it, this is what we've done when we've built strongholds within our own flesh, within our soul, is that we have places that we run to when we're in a panic, when we feel under threat, when we are afraid, uh, when demands are put upon us, we run to the panic room and hit the button and Boom, all of our self-protective measures come up and we can stay in there for days checking things out and, you know, watching until the coast is clear, maybe until the demand has has left us or maybe the fit that we were throwing, you know, has gotten everybody off our back or we went back into old addictions of, of you know, coping and escapism or we dug into our performance flesh and we came out you know, like a superstar, and we were able to do it. And yet the anxiety and the, you know, the aftermath upon those around us was pretty intense. You see, my friends, I'm encouraging you that when under pressure, the pressure that truly prepares us is pressure that finally brings us to the moment that says, I'm not running back into all my panic room strategies. I'm running into his presence. And he lives within me. I'm running into him. He's the stronghold of my life. He will show me what is really happening. He will provide for me whatever I need. So, of course, there's much more I could say about that. But I want you to give thought and let Holy Spirit begin to reveal to you what are the pressure points of your life? What relationships do you consistently, whether it's a 10-minute conversation, you know, or a 10-day conversation, the minute you step into it, maybe it's with authority figures, maybe it's with people that you're impressed with and therefore you become intimidated. And literally, you may have determined, I'm not going to fall for it this time. I'm not going to fall for it this time. And then you get into the conversation and you leave the conversation saying the same exact thing, which is, yes, I'll do all of that for you. Yes, yes, I can do that, right? Or no, no, I could never do that. You know, no, don't ask me to take on those new responsibilities. And then after you leave the conversation, you're like, why did I do that again? Because... You see, not only is there the place of making, you know, these these decisions, it's when you get in that atmosphere, there's something that it triggers within you. Um, that it's almost like you can be watching yourself have an out-of-body experience. And you're like, why am I talking like this? Why am I saying yes when everything within me, I know to say no. I would suggest to you there are, is another power that's working. And we are those who are led by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit. We are one with the Spirit. And you see, my sincere desire to go with God is not my power. Hmm? Your sincerity is not your power. Holy Spirit is your power. And the power that he's wielding is the word of God and is the cross, the finished work of Jesus. There's something very active that must be going on inside of you, between you and Holy Spirit, as he separates you out from flesh, that which always caves into pressure. So these are just some <laughs> highlights 
of things that God will deal with when we go through discipleship with him in this way. You see, because we're not just trying to get free from people and free from different things. We're trying to be freed unto God. To live with Him, be led by Him, empowered by Him. My friends, we're not trying to escape pressure. We're, we, we are headed into pressured times. And this will be such uh, key aspects of our maturing and development that must happen deep, deep within. So that's enough for now. And this will close out these few short episodes that we've had just bringing to light why we must harness the pressures of our life and bring them to the obedience uh, of Jesus, to the obedience of Holy Spirit and the Father. And say, you know what, when pressure comes, when trouble comes, it's going to work for me on my behalf. No longer is it going to, um, you know, drive me to places of anxiety. See, it's a decision that we get to make because we are free people. So I pray you'll make that decision as he speaks to you is that I know trouble's coming. I I know that I hate that feeling, that particular feeling that comes when I'm under pressure. But what do I hate more? Do Do I hate that I keep living independently from him and handling it myself? Do I hate that? Do I hate it enough to see it for what it is and give up on it and turn in my vulnerable Uh, dependency upon him because then you will find that when you live in the presence of your father rather than in the panic room of your own making you'll be glad that you did it you'll be glad that you went with him this way so I encourage you to do that because we have days of great pressure that are coming but we can live in the same rest and the same calm inwardly that Jesus did as we move through the pressured times and days, and uh, we are truly, truly more and more led by the Spirit. So I hope this encourages you. It certainly has encouraged me as I am living through days of different pressures and new levels of pressure that I want to stay with Him. I don't want to deny Him in the heat of the moment. I want to stay with Him in great dependency. So here we all go together. Love you all. Until next time. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.